0: Welcome to the Verum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. This is Honey Smith-Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, here to explain the language of cannabis in historical, political, and scientific terms, so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose in real time. Hello, my friends. Most of you already know I'm an open book. I talk about everything, whether it's about Cannabis or me, I want you to know me, so you can believe what I share with you. I was a, a lonely little girl growing up and did not engage in social events with kids my own age. It made me miss information. It—it isn't that I wasn't loved; it's that I was like an only child with a single mother. I say it that way because I do have a sister. But she was raised by our grandparents in another state, about a hundred miles away from us, so I got to see her every weekend and summer and all the vacations, so that we would know each other. My mother worked all the time at her own fashionable dress shop called Inez. It was couture for rich women who also needed uniforms for their children's private schools all over town. Mother was incredibly busy from dawn to late night with that shop. I got to help her with inventory and hanging clothes, and, you know, there was no time really left to invest in a kid, so she let the school system raise me. That's why she put me into a private girls' Catholic school in Tulsa called Monte Casino, and why I tell people now that Mother left me to the nuns and wolves to raise because our circumstances prevented me from making close friends. You see, my mother was a kept woman in the upper echelon of high society, and because of that, I couldn't have other friends over, friends of any kind, nor could I be trusted not to chat about our home life with other kids, so I also could not go to their homes. My mother was extremely beautiful. She looked like Elizabeth Taylor and fashioned herself after the most stunning movie stars of the 1950s and 60s. She was always belle of the ball and gave the most exquisite soirees. But her world was the adult world, and there was really no room for a kid or bothering with kid stuff. So I missed a lot of information because of the way our relationship was and how she designed our lives around the big secret that could not be discussed, except with all the people who came into those fabulous parties. None of them were kids. That must be why I question everything. And when I'm told, because that's just the way it is, which does not make sense. I'm usually emboldened to say not any more. I finally found out that there is a reason for everything, and that helps us understand the value of ideas we may not be aware of as it ages. For instance, a lot of people think there's something wrong with cannabis. Otherwise, why would the government give it a Schedule One rating that prohibits the use of it? Understanding how that happened opens all kinds of windows of insight that absolutely change your attitude about cannabis. If you don't already understand that the federal rating of cannabis originated from corruption by political hacks and oligarchs, then just visit some of my older uh, podcasts with those kind of titles. That's a rabbit hole of evil we can avoid right now, though. I began this cannabis journey on a personal quest for relief, although at the time, when we were prohibited from using it, I became fascinated in why it was helping. Then, when legalization finally caught up, I turned into a one-person case study of the effects of cannabis on a variety of old lady issues, common to both men and women, like arthritis, high blood pressure, thyroid issues, IBS, and gout. About five years ago, just before Florida went legal, the only cannabis relief you could find was street weed, If you're new to my show, you should know that I preach all street weed is contaminated. I say that fully understanding the plant cannabis, what's in it, and how it performs naturally out in the wild. And then I'll tell you that there's never been a death recorded on the planet from cannabis. So what's the problem? To help you understand where I fit into this industry, I decided to call myself a shaman, a word my dictionary describes as an antiquated term meaning healer, not formally trained. An educated medicine person. Well, I'm not a doctor. I have not had any formal training in how the body performs or its interacting systems. I cannot diagnose any physical or mental or emotional issues because I have not had any training in those fields. I am completely humbled beside these titans of knowledge. I do have a clear picture of one of the biggest dangerous concerns about using cannabis, and it created a platform with my podcast to be the megahorn of hope for new patients learning about this live plant therapy. I also erroneously thought, and here comes the confession, that because I knew more about cannabis than most doctors on the planet, that what I was telling you about cannabis was perfectly all right. Boy, did I get a lesson I'll never forget. Friends, this next information will be the most valuable piece of advice I can give you about cannabis. And you should spread this word with complete certainty. So you can imagine my surprise when after studying this live plant therapy for the past five years from those cannabis doctors, scientist titans in this industry, my head got spun around on its axis. <laughs> I looked just like the girl in The Exorcist <laughs> after I realized what I had been doing. Oh my gosh by reading Dr. Dustin Sulak's new book, Handbook of Cannabis for Clinicians, Principles and Practices. Now I understand. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Definitively, I am so not able to see the whole picture of your cannabis needs. In short, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. For the past five years, I've been studying under some of the most intense scientists in the industry about the chemical constituents in this plant and what all they do, how they originate, what their molecular actions are, what their effects are, how they can benefit, and the amazing new discoveries in seizure control for children, for cancer relief, and so, so, so much more. I was growing more and more excited with the obvious benefits I was learning from the scientists and also feeling relief as a medical marijuana patient myself. That enthusiasm hopefully translates into motivation for you to investigate this live plant therapy, but from now on, it will always come with a warning find a qualified cannabis specialist md or do and make your most current medical records available to them along with your list of complaints and medications that's it it's that easy uh, i can't i can't diagnose for you Only the doctors can diagnose your complaints through appropriate testing. I can't do that, and you need that, because cannabis is a medicine. Whether you're getting it as a street weed, over-the-counter, or from a medical marijuana dispensary, it has over 500 compounds in it that want to modify your internal chemical system in some way, shape, or form. So acting like it's harmless is ridiculous. It is not harmless. It can have negative effects on some people, and we're only just now finding out who those people are through testing. I can't do that either. I'm saying it plainly now and forevermore evermore. Find a doctor who knows about cannabis and can understand your previous diagnosis from your primary care physician and adjust for your cannabinoid therapy. This is medicine you're using. So, no matter how many people are using it for adult use, without caution, or without medical knowledge, this plant has hundreds of phytoconstituents that will change the way you feel in some way. There are so many clinical case study warnings in Dr. Sulak's new book, Handbook of Cannabis for Clinicians, Principles and Practices, that it is overwhelming proof of the need for a real physician or medical professional. That's not me you need a physician or a medical professional to be highly involved in your cannabis therapy. So where does that leave me and the new book I just thought I finished? <laughs> you know, it didn't take me very long to write that book. It it really for for most people it doesn't take long to write a book at all. It really just you know, I I outlined it, I I have all this information in my head, it was just a matter of putting it down on paper, so it only took me, I don't know, maybe a week or so to write the book, and then it's taken me six months to edit it, (laughs) and then after Dr. Sulak's book came out, oh, geez, (laughs) so I'm in the process of editing re-editing for the nine hundred and ninety ninth time, <laughs> but it's almost done, and I promise it will be worthy of your attention because I've put all of this knowledge over the you know over the past five years of two thousand years of information about cannabis into a concise little booklet that will help you, but I'm going back and let let me say this how do I say that? I'm going back to adjust my attitude in the book, and you'll understand what you get it. (laughs) Let me finish by thanking those titans of of medical knowledge. I am so grateful to my teachers and medical friends who have suffered my ignorance. (laughs) Those titans have shared their studies with the likes of me. (laughs) More than that, They have the patience to suffer my silly uneducated questions and attitudes and still lead me graciously toward real understanding. The three specialists in Florida who mean so much to me because of their extraordinary cannabis knowledge and personal kindnesses, Dr. Janester Wilson King, an OBGYN and cannabis specialist in the Lake Mary area, Dr. Barry Gordon an M.D. down in Venice whose Facebook Live I absolutely love with his um, trusted sidekick, Ruta, and dear Dr. Anthony Mazzo, uh, an, an M.D. and my personal neurologist in Melbourne, and then, of course, Dustin Sulak, a D.O. up in Maine who certified me upon completion of his incredible cannabis course. Yet, I still didn't see the whole picture until his book came out. It took me three full days of non-stop reading to get through it. I'm so proud of my Lex eyes. <laughs> so, full disclosure, I'm a student of Dr. Sulak's, whose book I've been talking about. For those of you who are deeply interested in cannabis case studies, the mechanisms by which cannabis works, and the exquisite intimate knowledge that Dr. Sulak imparts about this live plant therapy, this is the new bible for clinicians. Beautifully written in the precious style of Dustin Sulak's loving nature, this book really defines the clinician's go-to advice for particular case studies and includes a global review of concerns to consider that only a diagnostician could summarize completely. I am not that. I most certainly know my place now and how I can best help you. Go see a good cannabis specialist with your current medical records. Be mindful of what you're doing to your body. Take note. Communicate. And love. Love yourself and everybody around you. Pax Fobiscom, you You've been listening to another Cannabiverum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman Honey Smith Walls about the importance of using safe hemp and marijuana products. Unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please be advised that all street weed is contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system. I challenge you to check the veracity of my statements in each episode by checking the medical citations posted on my blog at cannabavarum.com. That's C A N N A B A V E R U M.com.